This is episode 75, Removing Blocks to Being in a Relationship with Layla. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome. Well, this is the first episode I'm officially recording from my new place down in North County, San Diego. I'm all moved in, got my boxes all unpacked and feeling settled. And last week on the podcast, I told you the story of how I definitely went out with a bang in LA. There was an electrical fire. You can go back and listen to episode 74 if you want to hear that story. But I'm so glad I'm on the other side of it, moving as you know, any of you who've moved is a very stressful thing. It's exciting, but it's also just stressful. So I'm proud of myself for getting through this week with as much grace as possible and asking for help and just in so much gratitude. And as I'm sitting here recording this, I'm looking out at the ocean. One of my dreams ever since I moved to California 16 years ago was to live on the ocean. And I didn't know when or how it would be possible But this move really triggered a huge leap of faith, a huge step of growing out of my comfort zone. And as I take in this new home and looking at the ocean and this manifestation of one of my dreams, I just want to encourage each and every one of you that every dream that you have is possible. It just takes action, intention, and belief belief that you can do it, belief that you can truly have what you desire. And it may not look exactly like you thought and the timing may not be exactly what you wanted it to be, but I assure you it is 100% possible. I mean, there were times in my life, even recently, I doubted whether I could make this kind of move, but I knew that was just fear. I knew that was just limiting beliefs and I had to trust the longing in my heart and also trust that even though getting out of our comfort zone can be scary because it's filled with lots of uncertainty, it's the only way we grow and it's the only way we really up-level and bring new energy into our lives. So if you're a little too comfortable in your life right now, I am asking you to reflect on that and ask yourself, what can I do to make myself bit uncomfortable. What's a risk I could take, a change I could make, a leap of faith? I bet there's something. Listen to your heart because the heart is really what reveals to us what we truly desire. Our head just likes to plan and take action and make things happen, but our heart is attuned to what we truly, truly long for. And often we have to get a little uncomfortable to satisfy those longings of our heart, but it's so, so worth it. So a heads up, if you missed last week's Coach's Corner, where I interviewed Marie Forleo, who's the founder of B-School, which is an online business school for modern entrepreneurs. If you didn't listen, go back and listen to that episode. It's the one that went up on February 11th. 
Marie just dishes out so much wisdom, so much information. And I think you'll really, really get, in fact, I know you'll get so much from that episode. Even if you aren't interested in starting your own business, how she talks about fear and rituals and belief systems and just what it takes to be successful and happy. There's so many nuggets in there. So definitely go back and listen. And also I am a proud affiliate and partner for B-School. And if you register through me, and again, B-School is an online business school. It's where you really learn how to start your own online business, take your business to the next level, get clear about who your avatar is, how to market, how to do website. I mean, she covers everything. And that's why I promote it. And I'm so passionate about it that I offer a bunch of bonuses, which include four live group coaching calls where you will have the chance to get one-on-one coaching from me, a guided meditation and visualization for each of the modules. So you get four of them that are customized to what you're going to be learning to help you deal with some of the overwhelm that can come up when we're dealing with so much new information a private Facebook community, free access to three of my most popular online courses, and I'm brewing up some new surprises this year. So stay tuned for those. Be sure to go to the show notes for this episode, christinehasler.com slash podcast slash episode 75 to get links to all the B-School information and the free video training that Marie is doing. Again, go to christinehasler.com slash podcast slash episode 75, and you'll find the links for the B-School information. If you can't find it, or if you have any questions about B-School, just email jill at christinehasler.com and she'll set you straight. Listen, you guys, I don't want you to have an expectation hangover when it comes to your life's work. I'm promoting B-School because I'm a stand for you going for your dreams and overcoming any fear or limiting beliefs that are blocking you. And I know firsthand, because I've done it, this program can help. One of the things that often blocks us from embarking on a career path that truly is our heart's calling, back to the heart, is programming from our past, specifically things we took on from our parents. Perhaps you had parents who really valued safety and security and believe that true security only comes from having a good job. So anything that is at all entrepreneurial is incredibly risky. Or maybe your parents were really miserable in their job and it's hard for you to trust that loving what you do is realistic or even possible for you. This brings me to today's call with Layla, whose father's discontent with his job and therefore overall disconnection with life, including a disconnection with her, is impacting her today. You'll get a lot out of this call and may have some light bulbs go on about how your parents' overall level of happiness is impacting your overall level of happiness today. You see, it's often more obvious to see you have issues with your parents when they've been abusive, abandoned you, or suffered from an addiction. It's also important to look at the more subtle things that you thought had nothing to do with you that actually are affecting you today. This will make a lot more sense after you listen to the call. And to my lady listeners, I dropped some serious truth bombs about the importance of your masculine energy in this call. So often we're told not to be in our masculine energy if we want to attract a relationship, but in some ways it's absolutely necessary to be in our masculine energy. So listen up as I coach Layla on manifesting a relationship. 
Next, I want to remind you one last time about one of my favorite podcasts that my friend Andrea Owen hosts. It's called Your Kick-Ass Life. And if you love this show, I know you'll really love hers too. She's also a life coach and author and serves up self-help in an easy to digest way that's also super practical. She brings you guests as well as solo episodes on topics such as perfectionism, the inner critic, courage, and a lot more. She's giving a freebie to all my over it and on with it listeners called how the crap talking in your head is making you crazy and three ways to change it. And what you'll get is an ebook and an audio that focuses on the basics of negative self-talks and gives you three tools that you can use right away to change it. To get your freebie, it's super simple. Just pull out your phone and text the word self-talk, all one word, S-E-L-F-T-A-L-K to the number 444-999. Again, self-talk to 444-999. And just another reminder, B-School enrollment starts February 22nd. You can watch all the free online training videos up until then. All the links are in the show notes or email jill at christinehassler.com and we will hook you up. And I'll be talking more about my bonuses and how to enroll in my B-School community on future episodes and also on my weekly blog. So make sure you're signed up at christinehassler.com to get emails from me because I share a lot more through there that I don't always share on the podcast. All right, everybody, let's dive into my coaching session with Layla. Layla, hello. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. So my question when I actually kind of contacted you originally was around a block that I think I have around kind of getting a relationship, finding a boyfriend, just being in that kind of committed space that I want to move into. And I kind of feel that I've got this like block that I kind of described it as like in a blinkered kind of like blinkered I know there's something there but I don't know what it is and actually when I booked in the session the next day I phoned my friend because I was really excited and I was like this is what I've done this is the question I want to ask it's around a block I think it's around a relationship block it's just something of like kind of moving on in my life um, and I was like you know I've listened to all of the podcasts basically in the last month <laughs> and um, he was yeah since I discovered them and um, and he was like oh right so you think it's a relationship block I was like yeah I was like I think that like from listening to some of the podcasts, I think maybe there's like something going on with my dad, but I just don't know what it is because I don't have any daddy issues. And um, my, he's a really close friend and he turned around and said, uh, yeah, you do. I was mm. like, oh, do I? And he was like, yeah, that one thing that remember that came up in coaching because I had coaching previously. And I was like, oh, right. And this was yesterday because I only got the appointment like two days ago with you. And then I, all day yesterday, I felt really icky and was like, oh, that's what it is. That's the thing. Um, and like now you can see I'm stalling. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what phrase. is it? <laughs> okay. So it was just the growing up. Um, so growing up, um, I just felt this real shame about what my dad did as a job. And mm -hmm. I feel like a terrible, terrible person mm. for saying this. But like, oh my God, like I can actually feel like, ugh, like what did he do? Like the cells on my body. He oh, he was a milkman, which isn't okay. even that bad. Like when I say it out loud, but even now to this day, if somebody were to ask me, like, what does your dad do? I massively skirt around the subject. Like I would say, like I 
I ended up telling my friend this last year and he was like, oh my God, I never knew that's what your dad did. Mm-hmm. Not because he'd asked and I'd like sidelined it, just because I just managed to get away without saying what it is. Okay. Okay. And how do you think this is a block do you have in a relationship? Well, I, that's what I don't, I don't know. It was just kind of like somebody kind of calling out that thing that I couldn't see yesterday mm-hmm. that made me go, oh, maybe that is mm-hmm. what that is. Because, okay. yeah, I've never, like, I suppose when I've been listening to your podcasts previously, I've always been like, right, I need to journal on something. What is it? There's something that in this relationship thing and I like something to do with, you know, maybe my dad or how I feel about myself. But I feel like I've done quite a lot of work on that, mm-hmm. about how I feel about myself. And I've gone through quite a lot of that work already. So let's dig into this a little bit. So when, because, you know, there was a point in time where you decided that being a milkman wasn't good enough. So how did you come to that conclusion? Did someone say something? Were you teased? What was your mother's opinion about it? Um, I actually think it was my dad's opinion. Okay. There's like a thing I can really call out at school where he came to pick me up after school one day and I was, I was just waiting and there was another boy that was in my year group. I must've been about seven. And he had asked me, I think like, oh, what does your dad do? Because my dad used to pick us up from school because because he used to get up early in the morning. He always used to come and was, you know, around to kind of like pick us up. And, and I said to this boy what my dad did. And then when he arrived, my dad did to pick us up. He said something, the little boy said something and I could see my dad got really annoyed mm-hmm. and he got really angry at me. And mm-hmm. I never really understood why, but I think I've just taken that on and then mm-hmm. never. And I think he, he got angry at me and told me not to ever tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's just it. That's why I never tell anyone. Yeah. You picked up his shame. Okay. I was told not to. Right. Right. So that made it seem like it was a secret and that made it seem like there was shame. What's your relationship with your dad now? Yeah, it's good. Like we have a nice, like kind of father-daughter relationship. I see him maybe once a month. Like we catch up. It's we're not really, really close, super close, mm-hmm. but we don't share. I don't share like details of my life. Okay, with him, like I do my mum. And growing up, did you feel a closeness to him? Did you feel a connection to him? Mm, no, sometimes like on the way home from school, we'd have like nice chats but I always knew that like if I wanted to have that kind of like dad time I had to like talk about something that he was into like Mm -hmm. cars so Mm -hmm. (laughs) or something like that on the way home okay so would it be accurate to say that your dad probably wasn't all that happy with his life that he had he had shame around his job he kept it a secret from a lot of people he wasn't very fulfilled doesn't sound like he was incredibly emotionally available or went yeah. out of his way to um, take an interest in your life. You had to kind of more take an interest in his, but at the same time, be cautious about what you did and didn't talk to him about. Is that yeah accurate? Yeah. So given all that, how do you think that that's impacting being in a relationship I don't know because I honestly I haven't like I've had like kind of bad experience not bad experiences but like uh, this like weird on-off relationship with this guy that I've known for years mm-hmm. that never was a good idea and then 
And um, what's the thing that keeps pulling you back to that? I think this is something that I've kind of worked on, but that just definitely not being good enough and thinking it was all I deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was also a massive uh, competition. Like I kind of wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And so even I remember once because he was like in my friendship group and one of my friends was like, you would not be happy with him. And mm-hmm. I was like, I know, but I kind of just want to win mm-hmm. and get him to say, like, I really want you. And so I could right. be like, ah, soz. <laughs> no, no, thank right. you. Which is the same kind of energetic you always wanted from your dad. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted him to see, it's really hard when one of our parents is depressed or ashamed or not happy with their lives. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to not personalize that. Yeah. Because as a little kid, we can't, as an adult, we can go, oh, they weren't so happy with their life and it wasn't about me. But as little kids, we aren't, we, we can't go, oh, my father's not fulfilled in his job. And since he doesn't have a sense of purpose, that's really psychologically hard for a man. And so he's emotionally mm. withdrawn because of that, not because it has anything to do with me. As little girls, we just don't understand why our dad or our mom, but in your case, your dad, isn't like so excited to be with us and yeah. like isn't so interested in our life. And so you never really felt chosen by your dad. You never really yeah. felt, you know, super important. And because he wasn't proud of himself, it was probably hard to be proud of anything. And yeah. because he had a lot of shame that he carried around, you energetically picked up on that. I don't think, Layla, that you're ashamed that he was a milkman. I think that you're more hurt that you didn't have the kind of connection with him that you longed for, but because he wasn't a jerk, you know, because he wasn't, yeah. didn't do anything bad. It's like, you haven't really given yourself full permission to process your grief around, you know, what you didn't have from your dad. Yeah. It just makes me sad to you saying that now though, because I think like he's still like, you know, he's the good thing about him being milkman as it's kept him young. Like, you know, he's really like, say over 60 and he is quite active because he has to get up every morning and walk a lot but like there's still this part of me now that like you know he's he's getting old and I want to like fix it and you just saying now like that he's depressed now I'm like oh my god is he still depressed now like how do I fix that but this is and this is part of the block he is not yours to fix Mm -mm. you're the child he's the parent this is his path this is his choice. And yeah. so it's not, he's not your man. <laughs> he's not your husband. Yeah. And so you want to cut that cord of, I need to take care of him. I need to take, I need to fix him. These are his yeah. choices. You can love him. You can tell him you're proud of him. You can tell him what he means to you. Even if he can't say it back, it doesn't mean you can't say it, but he's not yeah. yours to fix. Yeah. So, you know, I think you've decided that you have a block to find in a relationship. I don't, I don't know that it's because it sounds like you've had relationships. You've learned how old are you now? 34. I have, I mean, I haven't like I, from the age of 18, I haven't had a, like, uh, anything long, longer term than like a six month proper relationship. And mm-hmm. then this thing with this guy was like on and off for like years, but mm-hmm. not really a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So is it a block or is it something else? 
I don't know if it's not, not necessarily a block, but is it like, because there's that thing of like, it's well, I've worked through a lot of stuff in terms of it not being because I'm not pretty enough or not skinny enough. Like, I don't think that anymore or I'm not good enough. It's just that person hasn't that, you know, that other that other person that's going to be the second person in this relationship. I just haven't found them. Well, probably because you're wanting to fill a void. Yeah. You're wanting to fill a void that isn't appropriate for a romantic relationship to fill. It's a, a love and an an acceptance and a, you know, wanting to feel like daddy's girl, like that, that's like a longing that's been in your heart. Yeah. And so you're in a lot of ways, not being in a relationship has been protection because you could have gone out and dated more father figure type of people as an Mm -hmm. attempt to fill it. But it's been beautiful that you've used this time to do a lot of self-work. I'm glad that you're out of that more in and out relationship. It's amazing that you have the wisdom of like, you know, part of what drew this in was not feeling good enough. But now it's time to create a new picture of, I think, I think part of what is the issue here is that you, you're confusing what you wanted from your father versus what you want Mm -hmm. from a partner. What we want from our father is different than what we want from a man and a romantic partner. We don't want our romantic partner to be our father. No. But consciously we don't, but we end up playing it out. So my encouragement to you, Layla, would be to get a really clear idea of what you wanted from your dad. Like give yourself permission to see that he was a good man and not a jerk and all those things, but there were things that you longed for that he wasn't capable of giving because of his life. And then really, really, really truly forgive him, but also go back to those younger parts of you and help give that to yourself. Help give yourself the, the validation, the appreciation, the encouragement, the attention, whatever you really longed for from him really make that part of what you give yourself. It's like find the divine masculine within you. Because a lot of times Mm -hmm. what I see with women is they do all this self-love stuff, but they don't do enough of the kind of the masculine energy, the making ourselves feel safe, the telling ourselves we're proud of ourselves, the the really like encouraging ourselves to like take risks and the kind of the things that fathers do more. We're good at more the like, I forgive myself and I love myself and I'm going to take a bath and do my chanting and my meditation. And that's always, always like very feminine. So it's like, how do you need to step into your more divine masculine, your kind of parental fatherly energy for yourself? That's number one. So make that list, get Mm -hmm. a really cool picture of what you didn't have, clear picture of what you didn't have, truly forgive him and tend to that little girl. So that you start giving that part of you that wants some dad stuff to yourself in a healthy way. That's number one. Then Mm -hmm. number two is create a really clear picture of what you want in a romantic relationship, both what you want and what you Mm -hmm. will also give. How will you show up? How will you treat him? You know, all of those things. What are your top five values, your top five Mm -hmm. non-negotiables? Because your pictures are blurred. Yeah. You know, you haven't really admitted to yourself 
what you longed for in your relationship with your dad that you didn't get. You're trying to compensate for that through relationships. Luckily, you've sort of been, quote, in your words, blocked so that you've been forced to look at your own work. And after you clear a lot of that, then you can get a super clear picture of what you want in relationship because it's like you're trying to navigate through a dark alley with like zero flashlight or direction. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I'm in this dark alley and I want to get to the other side, but you don't know where you're going and you don't kind of have the right tool. Yeah. Is this making sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it does all make sense. Yeah. And I would let go of the belief that there's a block. Yeah. Because when we believe that there's a block, we tend to think we're doing something wrong. Yeah. And I don't think you need any more of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so really, can you think of all of this as your process and your journey toward relationship? Because we tend to think if we're not in a relationship, we're not making progress toward one. And that's mm. a bunch of baloney. Yeah. You are making progress toward it. You haven't been blocked. Everything not being in a relationship has triggered you to look at what needs to be healed and has helped clearing the path. So I just like invite you today to lay down, lay that aside. It's not doing you any good. There's no block. You're just not in energetic alignment with it yet because it's just a little muddy. Yeah. But totally, totally in your words, fixable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's that whole, like, I suppose it's that thing where you get a little bit too, like, concerned or over the top with, like, manifesting, manifesting this. And then you're like, ah, why isn't it happening? Well, manifesting is very mental. (laughs) Yeah. It's very mental and it's very will. It's very different than co-creating. Yeah. And if something isn't coming into our life that we want, then, you know, there's something out of alignment or it's just, it's a, it's a readiness thing, right? Or a timing thing. But most of all, it's just kind of where we are. It's like, as much as you think you want a romantic relationship, part of you doesn't mm. because you weren't that satisfied with your relationship with your dad. And it's yeah. time you admit that to yourself. And part of you is scared that you don't want your guy to end up like him. Yeah. Yeah. There are times where I like I'm around couples and I think, yeah. oh, this is much nicer to, yeah. and, to be here on my own. And how many times around <laughs> your father did you feel like you wanted to make him smile or you wanted to make him happy? Oh, a lot. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So if you feel all this pressure that once a man comes into your life, you got to make him smile and you got to make him happy. Like that's a bunch of pressure. Yeah. So you have an over-responsibility toward men. Yeah. Mm. And that's why it's so important to not go into this fixing thing with dad. Yeah. Because when we have an over-responsibility toward the men we love and we have to make them happy and we have to fix them and na 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 one, it doesn't empower them. And two, it's exhausting. And that would be, you know, something in terms of your, your conscious mind may want to manifest a relationship, but your soul and your unconscious is like, well, we don't want this. If we have to do the happy dance <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, be responsible for someone else's happiness. No, thank you. Yeah. 
there's definitely a like when I think back to like the the near relationships that I've been in or whatever there's always been a thing where I'm like oh well you know if we don't if you don't want to go out with me don't worry I can just fix you instead yeah <laughs> yeah so your whole kind of fix it thing that's yeah. if we're if we're gonna say anything's a block yeah that's your block yeah does this give you something yeah. to work with yeah it definitely does yeah yeah I think it's that like it's that shining light kind mm-hmm. of thing that like that's it's helping shine mm-hmm. a light that like maybe has been quite quite a dark space for a while right. that I haven't really realized yeah and don't let it just shine a light and be awareness because then it's just sort yeah. of like spiritual entertainment or psychological entertainment mm-hmm. do the work yeah. I suggested that you do yeah I will do get a real clear picture find that divine masculine within you forgive yourself for binding the misunderstanding that if you love a man that means you have to make him happy that means you have to fix him you know mm-hmm. like that pattern and that sort of unconscious agreement needs to be broken yeah you are not responsible for your dad's happiness. Yeah. And you're not responsible for any person's else's. happiness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to do a song and dance to get love and attention. You get to just fully be you. Yeah. Even if that is a bit dancey. <laughs> <laughs> it is whatever it is. Yeah. It is whatever it is. And forgive yourself for the whole thing about the shame around his job. Yeah. It, it wasn't really that. It was more shame around not feeling truly seen by him. Yeah. Cause I think just saying it out loud just to you was like, oh, wow. Well, that's not all that hard. And I think I just made it think that it was all those years. Right. Well, you didn't have, you didn't have a big enough picture, enough information. If he had been a milkman, but every day was like, came home and swept you up and was like, Layla, I'm so happy to see you. And let me tell you about my day. I went to this one house and there was this dog and there was this other little girl. What'd you do today? You would, you wouldn't care that he was a milkman. It wasn't what he did. It was how he did it. Yeah. Like just saying that, I was like, oh, wow, that sounds so nice. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the shame and the sadness is really about not having, you know, like seeing, like wanting his love so badly and wanting him to be happy and feeling his pain. So it's time, sweetheart, you, you give him back his life. You don't carry mm-hmm. around his pain anymore. Yeah. You get to go be happy without making other people yeah. happy. You get to just be happy and share that, you know, and then you'll make a man happy just by being you. You don't need a project. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, definitely fixing things. In the past. In the past, yeah. Yeah. Heal, forgive, yeah. get a clear picture, and co-create. Yeah. Cool. That feels like some good stuff to, to focus on. Thank you to Layla for your openness and vulnerability on this call, and also for really being a stand for your heart's desire to be in a loving romantic relationship. 
what inspired Layla to call in was really wanting a partner and wanting to get to the bottom of why she wasn't attracting the kind of healthy relationship she wants in her life. And I trust that a lot of what we work through on this call will support Layla in attracting the kind of man she truly wants and is aligned with a healthy vision of a relationship rather than attempting to fill a void or riding on unresolved daddy issues. Now, I want to say to those of you who also long for relationship to be mindful of how you approach, quote unquote, working on it. I hear from a lot of people that it's so much work. It's so much work to heal these issues. It's so much work to date and be online. And oh, it's just a drag. And why do I have to work so hard? Why can't it just happen? I highly encourage you to shift your perspective. Maybe this will help a little bit. Consider that you're madly in love with a man or a woman, your honey, and it's their birthday. And you spend all day getting ready. Maybe you cook them a meal. Maybe you make a playlist. Maybe you get something sexy to wear. And you're just so excited because you love doing things for your soulmate, your partner, your beloved, your honey. And just feel that. Just feel how exciting that would be and how inspired you are to do it and how much you want to do it because it's a way to give and express your love. And that feels amazing, doesn't it? Well, I want you to approach, quote unquote, doing the work in the same way. Anytime you heal these inner issues, anytime you work on manifesting what you want in your life, specifically a relationship in this case, apply that same energy of being so excited to it because you're doing it for your future partner and for your relationship. I consider all the work that I've done on myself, not only an investment on myself, but an investment in my future relationship, an investment in the lives of children I may have someday. So please don't look at it as like, oh, it's so heavy. It's so cumbersome. I have to do all this work. When is it going to be over? That kind of approach is no fun and it's not going to get you where you want to go very quickly. Shift your attitude into that excitement and investment and just really acknowledge yourself for being willing to do the work to be the best possible partner you can be and to attract the best possible partner for you. Alrighty, so let's break down this call a little bit. This was a great example of how our parents' state of mind impacts us. You heard Layla share that her dad is a very good man, so she didn't feel justified in having any resentment toward him, nor did she really see how he could be a block. But as you heard in the call, his apathy towards his own life, his misery with his own job, affected her because she felt like he wasn't really excited to be with her. And that really had nothing to do with her. He just wasn't so happy in his own life. So it was hard to be happy and excited and proud of her. He wasn't proud of himself. And so she often felt not chosen and not really seen. And again, he wasn't doing that deliberately. I trust he was doing the best he could. But we can only give the love that we give ourselves. And so that disconnection he felt from his job, from his life, it looked like he was sort of neglecting her. And although, again, I know he wasn't deliberately doing that, it probably felt like that to Layla. And it hurt because she didn't have the connection she longed for. And again, because he wasn't a jerk, she hadn't given herself full permission to grieve the relationship that she didn't have. And the second way that these daddy issues were creating a block was that she didn't want to have responsibility to fix someone or make them happy again. 
You heard in the call how she often felt like it was her responsibility to cheer him up, to make him happy. And if she believes that that's her role in relationship with a man, can you see how unconsciously she'd be blocking herself by bringing a man into her life? Because if she's afraid he's going to be a weight and a burden and she's going to have to make him happy and take care of him, oh my gosh, who would want that? It's time for her to create a new picture and get really, really clear about what she wanted from her father that she didn't get and grieve that and forgive that and not go looking for a romantic partner to fill the voids from dad. This is very important for all of us. What we want in a romantic partner is different than what we wanted in a parent. So anything you didn't get from a parent, grieve that, forgive them, parent yourself, and make a new clear picture of what you want from a romantic partner. Because role of romantic partner and parent are two very different things. The other thing I wanted to touch upon was for the ladies out there. And I mentioned this in the intro. I hear a lot of women do so much self-love stuff and so much tapping into our feminine energy. And I love myself and I'm a goddess and that's amazing. But what I don't see enough women doing is really getting into right relationship with their masculine energy and really giving ourselves what our fathers may or may not have given us. The masculine energy of being proud of ourselves, of making ourselves feel safe and secure, of creating a space where we can have our emotions and then there's that part of us that just holds for us. So don't neglect your masculine energy. Masculine energy isn't just about going out and driving and achieving and taking action. It's also about creating that safe space inside of us. Okay, some assignments for you. Really look at any beliefs or ways of being you might have taken on from your parents. Any shame they had, depression, unhappiness with their life, their marriage, their job, their fears. And write a letter to them of what you might have taken on from them that you want to give back. This is not a letter you mail. It's one that you write for your own cathartic process and then you rip it up into tiny pieces or you burn it. And then I also recommend doing a visualization where you're giving anything that you might have taken on from them, any fears or judgments or limiting beliefs that you don't want to carry anymore back to them. And you can do a visualization where you're holding it all in a basket or a jar in your hands and imagine just giving it back to them with love and forgiveness. Second, if you're wanting to attract a romantic relationship, write a clear picture of what you want and what you will give. Also, if you want to upgrade your current romantic relationship, bring some new life into it, make it even more healthy, you can also do this exercise. Remember what I said about differentiating between what you wanted from your parents and maybe what you want to give yourself versus what is healthy to expect and give in romantic partnership. And next, let go of the belief that there's a block to relationships or that you're doing something wrong or that it takes so much work and get excited about any investment you make in yourself as a way you're giving to your future partner and family. And finally, as I mentioned in the intro, if you are someone who's wanting to make a change in your career, you want to start your own business, you want to leave that job you hate, you want to take your business to the next level, I highly recommend looking at B-School. Go to the show notes, Christine Hassler, dot com slash podcast 
All the links are in the show notes to the B-School information. I'm doing a very special bonus, which includes coaching from me and even a mastermind retreat at my house in San Diego. It's all going to be up on my B-School page. More announcements coming. But if you want to make sure you don't miss a beat on that, just email jill at christinehassler.com and we'll be sure to get you all the links and all the information. All right, everybody, have a beautiful day. I'm sending you so, so, so much love. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.